Uh, welcome everybody to the very first Outcast United podcast. Woohoo! Uh, it is your ever lovable uh, couple of couple admins. of admins from Outcast <laughs> on Facebook. Um, say hello, Nikki, Cat, uh, my lovely wife. Hello. Yes, it is Cat. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, and wow. it's me, it's Chris, uh, or if you follow us on Instagram, it's, it's C-Dub. Um, and also, uh, for if, you're, if you want to find us, you can find us on uh, www. Uh, if anybody actually still does that, but you never know. Um, you know, facebook.com slash outcastunited. We're a public group. You can find us, no problem. And on Instagram, it is instagram.com slash outcastunited also. Um, so there is that. I've not gotten around to making us a uh, a Twitter. I don't know if I ever will because it's already enough to manage all the stuff we got as is. Yeah. So um, this podcast is it's our first one, so it's going to be rough. I apologize for how rough it may be, um, but it's our first one, and this one is born from um, our conversation that me and me and Cat have just been having here, sitting here talking, but also born from a post in the group. Just in case you saw it, today is. Uh, the the end of July, July thirty first. Um, yes, you can watch Netflix. Yes. That is our lovely daughter Kylie. Uh, that. So back to what I was saying. The the post in the group, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, says that some some say he's the best. He has the best villains in the DC universe. Some say he's overrated and it isn't that good. And still others say that with enough time he could beat anyone. And so we asked, what do you say? Does he have the best villains? Is he overrated? Could he beat anyone? And so I asked everybody to give us our answers and why. Because just your answer is, you got to back it up sometimes. You can't just, in a good debate, you got to be able to be ready to answer why you said what you said. And so I asked also why, not just to give us our answer. And so it was just like, let's talk Batman, people. Like, what is your reasoning behind why you love Batman or why you think Batman is who he is? And so one of our members, Thomas Roberts, uh, his comment was, yes, he has the best villains, and with enough time, anyone can beat someone, but if it's a first encounter or on-the-spot fight, then it depends on his skills and training and if they fought before. People make Batman overrated by how they hype him up. At the end of the day, he's human, and as we know, a human body can be broken or worse. But I do respect him. Yes, to go out every night to take on metahumans, mutants, and psychopaths is either brave or foolish which is an amazing answer it is a very good answer but then it to me it didn't answer why thomas thought he had the best villain which is what i asked him next i was like why do you say he has the best villains but before we get to that answer our very own cat my wife here uh my co-host in this podcast uh gave a very detailed answer on what she thinks about batman and so i want her to Give us her answer before we get back to what Thomas said, and then we'll go into the other things that we had in depth of there from there. Uh, well, part of me giving my answer is going to be having to find my answer first. So, ha, there we go. All right, I have found it. Um, so, anyway, reading straight from what I wrote, I said, I feel that Batman represents human will, capability, and drive. He's got great villains, but I feel that the reason that they work so well for him is the villains are given more depth, which makes them relatable. They aren't always bad, which gives them development. And sometimes they show a darker side of Batman, which gives him personal conflict. Um, I put yes. 
the same argument can be said about many other heroes because these are basic patterns. These are basic storytelling techniques and stuff, people. Like, you know, writing villains to be able to bring out betterment into heroes. I did not write this. This is me going off script. Just <laughs> C-dubs give me the weird look like, hey, I didn't read all that. No, this is just me going off script for a second. Yes, the basic roots of writing a good character is giving them something that's either relatable to the reader or relatable to the character that they are going up against. But the best do, be do both. So anyway, going back on to what I was, uh, to what I said, but most of the reason people clung to Batman is because he is human. He is not meta. He is not alien. Amazon, he's not enhanced. There is nothing special about him. He is just a human being. He's just a man. He does the right things, even though it would be so much easier to not do them. He never kills he never crosses that line, even though it would be so much easier just to kill some of these people like the Joker. You know, first off, everybody's instantly like, why does he ever just kill the Joker? Never have to deal with him again. Because Batman knows if he crosses that line, he goes to a place that he can't come back from. So it's a lot of willpower and a lot of reservation that the character has to not cross that line and become this darker side of him that some of these villains reflect. Um, there are things I personally find wrong here, though. For, uh, for starters, Batman is a billionaire. Skipping over the whole idea about the psychology of the upper class being different from the psychology of the middle and lower class, therefore making them morally different, because by that definition, heroes like Batman and Green Arrow, etc., wouldn't be able to exist. Um, this fact alone makes him unrelatable. It's my same argument with any hero that is royal or rich in any way. 90% of the world cannot relate to these mindsets, cannot relate to the upper class, cannot relate to royalty. That's the reason why um, you have to ground these characters and bring them back down. One of the things I give uh, Batman is that they make this part of a story, though. Villains and civilians alike refer to... A child and adult Bruce and Batman as oh um, you poor rich orphan you know wish my parents had died and left me everything he literally has villains that are that are made because of this uh, aspect of him because they are jealous over what he has I said hell he had a villain specifically come after him because that would of be hush reason. yes hush Tommy Elliot um, he wanted to be <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Um, I think that this is part of one of the reasons, or I think this is also one of the reasons that this sets him apart. They don't try to cover up or ignore the fact that he has advantages, but they address them and they deal with them, whether positively, negatively, whatever. But anyway, that was my answer. Um, which spun us into a whole back and forth about all the different psychology of Batman versus his villains. Who actually does have the biggest rogue gallery? Because I argued that Batman has the biggest rogue gallery. And and I personally don't think he does. But if he does, he does. But I don't I don't think he does. But that's a whole other podcast at this point. Right, that's a whole other podcast. But the discussion led us to this podcast. Because this is some of the things that happens um, quite often between <laughs> between me and Kat is that we will have conversations and I will go into depth with my comic book knowledge and she kind of sits and watches me talk about whatever it is that I'm talking about 
and and it kind of all just goes out into the ether because it's not being recorded. It's just me going off top and off the top of my head without having the use of googling anything or finding out any information. This is all just what I know about the characters from what I've read, and I tend to end up going on these long, you know, rant rant spills, sometimes whatever um, whatever you want to call them about the character. Um, so that's what led us to where we are. So, um, but before we get too sidetracked, so after I asked after Cat posted that and then. I asked Thomas, you know, why why he felt Batman had the best villains. Um, Thomas came back and he said, uh, because they don't feel like you're run-of-the-mill villains. Like Kat said, they have depth to them. We know their stories and even feel their pain. We know them as well as we know Batman. Um, to which, after that comment, Kat came back and said something else to Thomas. Um, which she will... Read momentarily as soon as she grabs her phone because she was not prepared. <laughs> no, totally unscripted. We are going completely unscripted, so... Alright. That didn't take long because I didn't actually close it. Yay! Um, to which I wrote, I feel that most of this um, is due to, to the vast amounts of spotlight the characters, both heroes and villains, get, though. More movies, shows, even comics than any other character. So they have more material to work with, more writers giving these characters these depths. Um, and to reflect on that, like, you know, when we talk about, you know, there's more source material, there's more spotlights given to these characters, like, Batman goes all the way back to the 30s? 1940s. 40s. Okay. Batman goes all the way back mistaken. to the 40s as a character. I thought it was late 30s. Late 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there. Um, as a character in the comic books... And he's been on TV since the 60s, at least. Because 66 Batman, everybody knows. Um, you know, rest in peace. Adam West. Mr. Adam West. Um, 1939. So right at the 40s. Right at the... Right at the I, I knew it was on the cusp of something. It was like right remember. at the border. It's 1939. Yeah, so... Early 1939. So he's, he's literally right at the... He's on, yeah, he's right there at the cusp. He's, he's, you know, late 30s, going into the 40s and stuff. Super late 30s. But anyway, currently today, I remember I got exhausted trying to read Batman comics because it felt like every week there was like at least two new issues of Batman alone coming out or more of different stories that he was being written in just in comic books. That's not to mention he's had 10 movies on the big screen already or at least has appeared. And, and see, I, I've even forgotten the fact that he... Like ever so, uh, for like two seconds, appeared in uh, Suicide Squad, which again does not count as a Batman. Does not count as a Batman you movie. You can't count that as the. No, it doesn't. A, but you know, he had his his stint from the late eighties to early nineties. Then he had the Christopher Nolan. Then there was the Batman vs Superman. Then there was Justice League. Um. He's been in so many, so many things versus every other character that we have out there has barely touched the big screen that much. I mean, until recently, getting even comic book movies was, was hard as hell to do. So, um, plus the slew of TV series and the animated movies that he's had. So there's just been just 
an abundance of resources and material for them to delve into all these characters and the side characters <coughs> and the villains and stuff. Most of everybody else's villains don't even get a chance to even have their own comic books. How many of Batman's villains actually have running stories? Like Catwoman has had a running story. Harley Quinn has had a running story for a while now. It's really only two. Well, okay, well... Nobody, none of Batman's other villains have actually had an actual individual ongoing comic book. Okay. Well, Bane. Bane okay. and Bane City. So, yeah, so Bane. I'll give Bane. But Bane, is not to me, is not a standard Batman villain. So Poison Ivy has had uh, a, a miniseries at one point. Poison Ivy had the miniseries. That is correct. Um, the Gotham Sirens had their own series, which was all three of them combined. Right. Um... Even building off of, you know, taking away from the villain spotlight for a second, all of his sidekicks that have grown up have gone on to have their own stories. Yeah, but that's just at the same time, though, that's a given. There's only so long once a character branches from the main that you can just keep shoving them back into. Right. Right. But how many other characters have developed that many sidekicks and have that many sidekicks well, I mean, no other, no other character has developed that many sidekicks. Nobody has. Like, the, you know, I mean, the reality is when you, when you break down sidekicks <laughs> in the DC Universe, Green Arrow's had a sidekick, Flash has had a sidekick. And that's it. You could argue that Martian Manhunter had Miss Martian. She wasn't a sidekick, though. Okay, she wasn't she a showed sidekick, up, but... and she, she was his niece, and he gave her to the Teen Titans. She joined Young Justice. She didn't go around with him fighting crime. Literally, I define a sidekick as somebody that travels with the main hero and helps them fight crime. Okay. So that would be... Batman is probably <laughs> the only one who's consistently kind of kept that up, then. Right, because Ollie, as the Green Arrow, had Speedy, and then when Speedy became a junkie... He really kind of didn't take on any other any other sidekicks after that. He kind of just gave up on the whole sidekick thing, it seems like. Um, oh. Although him and as Speedy, when he got older and he became Roy, you know, and he became Arsenal and all the kind of stuff, they did things together, but it wasn't as a sidekick because Roy had established himself as his own hero so, it was a partner. so he was no longer a sidekick. He was more like a partner. And it wasn't even just so much as a partner. It was two heroes helping each other, doing whatever it is they were doing or whatever. A team up. Right. It was more of a team up. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Uh, but team up, partnerships, you know, whatever the case may be, like, Batman has had more of those, again, than anybody else. Like, you know, whether he raised them and they, you know, branched out and now they're just part of the Bat family and stuff, he has had more... Between all the Robins he's raised, between, you know, Batgirl, Batwoman, and any... He's had more villains, to me, that I know about, because, again, my, my comic knowledge is nowhere near as vast as yours. But to me, he's also had more villains that have flipped that line and started walking more of that, like, gray area of... They do heroic things, but they still do villainous things. Like, you have you have a lot of them still trying to 
be saved and stuff where a bunch much of the other villains that the other heroes face are just that they're they're just villains or just robbers but or at just the same time guys. though you could, one could argue that the reason that most of his villain those villains who have done it have gone on to be saved as you saw as you say it or try to do something different with their life is because those particular villains have chose to leave Gotham, which brings it down to an environment versus nature versus nurture situation. Yeah, Poison Ivy became a good guy once she was no longer in Gotham. Harley Quinn started being a good guy once she, she moved no to Coney Island. Right. Catwoman started being a good guy while she was in Gotham, but then really kind of started hankering at, it becomes an argument then is, did she really start becoming a really better guy, a good guy, because of her relationship with Bruce? And she felt like she couldn't keep being Catwoman, the Catwoman that we knew as a as a cat thief, being with Bruce. As a kleptomaniac. <laughs> right. So then she moves and leaves Gotham and moves to San Francisco and starts being a better person for however you want to look at it. Again, right. so then that becomes a matter of environment. They all left Gotham and became better people. Mysteriously. <laughs> it's like Gotham is the problem, people. So that is a, that right. So then it becomes a matter of, you know, that that entire argument that people love to have when it comes to it. It's like did Batman create the villains or did the villains create Batman? Well, no, I left her in here because I wanted her to I, our daughter Kylie's about to be on for a moment because I asked her when she was in here earlier why she likes Batman. This is our 8-year-old daughter. And you didn't hear me ask cuz I signed to her. She's deaf. Uh, so we signed, and I told her that me and mommy wanted her to use signing because we were doing the, we were recording the podcast. And so we signed to each other, and I asked her, I asked Kylie, why do you like Batman? And so Kylie, tell me why do you like Batman? Stand a little closer to daddy. So. Come here. Why do you like Batman? Because Batman had cool too, and I like him too. He don't kill bad guy, but he... Not always happy. He mostly always seriously, and um, I like him because Batman so cool. He um, he very brave like me, and he he always go out and he fight really good. Even he also twenty five. But I like the one of the two I really likes up here is his gun grabber. The grapple gun. She likes yeah. the grapple gun. Thank you very much, baby, for telling us why you like Batman. And yes, yeah. we will watch a movie later, okay? Thank you very much. High five. High five. All right, go play. I don't want to watch a movie. I want to do something else. Okay. All right, we'll do something else. Um, but that, she's talking about his grapple gun. And the reason she likes his grapple gun is because I actually have, from the World's Finest Collection, I have a Batman umbrella, and the handle of the umbrella looks like Batman's grapple gun. And when you push a button, that, that umbrella actually like shoots out and then all that stuff. So she likes Batman's well, grapple gun. Even before that, she liked it because she likes Batgirl too. And she used to have the Batgirl DC superhero girl set. And she would go around pretending like she was Batgirl with a little gra with Batgirl's grapple gun around the house. But yeah, there yeah. Anyway, but so, there you have it from an eight year old why she likes Batman because Batman's got cool toys. Mm hmm. And Which that is, might be honestly what it is for all of us. We might like the cool gadgets. These gadgets are alright, but I'll I'll take a superpower over a gadget any day. Well. I mean I, I have I have six superheroes three superheroes and three villains on DC Universe Online. None of them use gadgets. This is true. There's a reason. <laughs> I will take a superpower 
over a gadget any day. But again, that's a that's that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother No, but it is worth exploring the idea that maybe the people like him because of He's got gadgets. cool toys. All because, because Jack Nicholson was like, Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> Could be. Again, I love how that people that write this character actually point out these things. Like I mean, every- but that's that's the reality. I mean that those are honest questions, if, especially when you, you know, when you're dealing with getting beat by this guy every night. You, these are questions you ask yourself on such a regular basis. You know, like, where does he get these toys? Why am I keep, I keep getting beat up by Batman. Where does Batman get all these gadgets that he's beating me up with? You know, but that's, that's a whole other thing of, you know, people <laughs> talk about what, I mean, that, okay, to me, again, a whole other podcast also. But again, this is one of those things that people always talk about. You know, they say, how do people, how are people fooled by the glasses by Superman? How does no one know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? He is literally the, the richest man in the Gotham. city. He is, he is the Gotham version of Lex Luthor. Wayne Enterprises employs easily 60% of all the people who live in Gotham. And if you are homeless... It helps 100% of all the homeless people, orphan children, and everything else. Pretty much nothing happens in Gotham City without Bruce Wayne giving it money. Mm, pretty much. So the fact that no one thinks that Bruce Wayne could possibly be Batman is right up there with everybody. Is, is one of those things to me how people will, people who bash Superman, but like Batman. There's like it's dumb that nobody realizes that Bat that Superman is Clark Kent. All he does is put on glasses. Yeah, all Batman does is make his voice deeper. Yep. And some Batman is six foot eleven. <laughs> Literally, all he does is cover his face and make his voice deeper, and du- and has Wait, all these gadgets. Six foot eleven. I thought. According was- to what I looked up on the DC website, the, the actual like DC's breakdown, um, or well, not the DC breakdown, but like one of the um, when I looked up Batman. And, like, on his Wikipedia page, like, Batman's, like, 6'11". Batman is, but Bruce Wayne is shorter. Bruce Wayne's only, like, 6'1", so all of that is outfit. That, that means, right, that's, Batman is 6'11", so it's all lifts in the boots and stuff like that. Like, lifts so, in the boots, the length of the ears right. and stuff like that. So he does things that actually make himself look bigger and more intimidating. Um, but, again, that I think that also depends on the writers. Like, easily. Easily, because... When you are Batman, your biggest advantage of being Batman is to be shrouded in mystery. So if people don't know whether or not what you did was with meta powers or a gadget, then that just makes you ten times more scarier. When you move amongst the shadows like somebody who's a flipping yeah, I, vampire. I get, I get all the, the man of mystery and all that. Like, and the, and I the get fear all tactics that. and all that other stuff. Like, I... It's very easy to to figure out why people don't put those two together. Um, and when you know a little bit more about the psychology... Okay, so officially... Officially. Okay, we're pausing real quick. Officially, Bruce Wayne is 6'2 and weighs 210 pounds. Which is an average build. That is the official DC... He is literally the size of my dad. 
Yeah, that is the official D. Except your dad couldn't be Batman, but no, uh, I know that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Um, but, but I'm saying like that's my dad's build. Yeah, like so that is the, that's the average guy. That's, there are a lot of the guys out there who could be Batman, but but that is the official DC who's who. Like how tall is Batman? Is officially six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds, and he does nothing. Yeah, okay, they're lifting the boots to make him an extra. Nine inches taller. Well, see, I also wonder if they're counting the ears as part of no, that. No, that is how tall Bruce Wayne is. But as far as, like, height-wise when he's Batman, I'm pretty sure they're not counting the tips of the ears on the cowl. That would just be ridiculous. I'm pretty sure they are. That would be ridiculous because that's not your actual height. The height would be where the top of his head is. That would be crazy. Yeah, but I don't see him adding, like, another eight, nine inches. All he has to do is put nine inches in the bottom of his boots, that's which he normally has with gadgets. And he has thick soles on his boots, so depending on the suit he's wearing... Have you ever to make seen 9-inch his... platforms? Like, that is monstrous. Right, but it's 9 inches of, of also different padding in the boot, so it's not all just heel or whatever. So think about it. It's padding, that's gadgets why, in the bottom of the boots, and all kinds I, of other stuff. That's why I said a platform and not heel. Heel is a completely different monster all I know, but own. I'm just saying, it's 9 inches in a shoe is totally different, it, especially when it comes to the things you put in it. Mm. I feel like that's going to be ears included. I'm, I am wildly curious now. That is not the, what I was looking for. I don't think he, that that would just be ridiculous to count ears also. But again, like I said, that's a matter of adding in. He's got gadgets in the bottom of the shoes. He's got padding for like Nomax for when he's walking across really hot metal so his shoes don't melt, making them fire resistant and all kinds of those, like bulletproof and all that being, kind of stuff. I can see that being five, six inches right there, but I guarantee it ain't. Um, That's still six inches. Think about it. If it's six inches of bulletproofing in the boot and then there's three inches of foam padding on the inside of to make the boot comfortable because he wears them all night and he's jumping around on rooftops and everything. That's nine inches right there. Boom. <laughs> Batman 611. But that aside, um, Batman height aside. So yeah, that was the that was the whole breakdown. That was the that's how we got to where we are asking about how people like why people like Batman, you know, and why they don't like Batman, which I want to see your 611 thing because right now all I'm finding is a 62 reference. That's cuz you're using Google. I used Bing on the computer. I use Bing. I don't use uh, Google. I used Bing and I typed in Batman first appearance and it brought up tons of info about Batman. Um, and height, six foot 11 creators, Bill Finger, Bob Kane, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, which I don't feel like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini should be considered as the creators of Batman. They should not be listed because they did not create Batman. Bill Finger and Bob Kane did. <laughs> All they did was use Batman and Justice League cartoons. They did not create Batman. Now, don't get me wrong. Bruce and Paul did create like Harley Quinn and a bunch of other characters in the animated series, but they didn't create Batman. I just think that should be cleared up for a retrospect. But you will be happy. Helena Wayne is listed, and so is Damien as far as children. There you go. Yay! Um, for those who don't know, Helena Wayne is the Earth 2 daughter of Batman and Catwoman, uh, who becomes known as the Huntress on Earth 2. Uh, not to be confused with Helena Bartonelli, also known as the Huntress uh, in current DC comic books. So there's that. All right, we are being signed to once again. That's the reason for the quietness right now. Yes. So there is that. Um, 
like I said, this was this is our first podcast, so I didn't want to draw it out because we didn't do a whole lot of points to talk about. Um, we don't have guests or anything like that also either, so this was just me and Kat, and I wanted to get our conversation out there uh, to put it out there and see what it works and see how this new format works for us and everything. Um, but we're going at 30 minutes, which to me is a good enough time frame for our first podcast, yeah, uh, given so. what we were talking about. Um, Given that we didn't have anything else planned out, like this was literally, hey, you know what happened to me today? I got a mic handed to me, and I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so that's how this. She kept saying she wanted to do the podcast, do the podcast, do the podcast. So I, I did the podcast. Um, <laughs> stop getting into trouble. There was, okay. <sighs> anyway, it is anyway, time to wrap this up. It is definitely time to wrap it up because. Our eight-year-old is getting frustrated with the fact that she can't play with us and do stuff. Um, but as always, uh, until next time, Outcast United, be good to yourselves and to each other. Uh, like I said, you can find us on Facebook, Outcast United. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, also under the same name, Outcast United. Uh, and until next time, with whatever our topic will be, I have no idea. Um, I hope you all are good. Yep. Be good to yourselves and to each other.